Hey, I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blaugranagram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project, and go away, right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Driven Shot in a new format, uh, this time being live-streamed on all three platforms at once, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, the idea is that The Driven Shot will no longer be a podcast. Instead, what it will be is a show for us to interact with you, for you to interact with us, send us your questions. It'll be focused more on the audience than what's going on. It will still be focused on Barcelona. Obviously, we are going to talk about some takeaways from uh, the game against Alaves. We are going to talk about some things with regards to the upcoming game against Dinamo Kiev. But mostly, the focus will be on answering questions that come in as the stream goes on but also answering having segments for just for questions for you guys to ask us questions. So if you have any questions, do send them and we will, I'll be taking a look and I'll be answering as many as I can. With that being said today, the idea is that we will have some takeaways uh, from the game against uh, Deportivo Alaves. The game, as you know, ended one, one and, um, Barca had over 20 shots on target, almost 80% possession, and Alavesh got a red card. Um, so obviously, it's one of those games where, as a Barcelona fan, you'd think that they should be doing better, whereas as a neutral, you might look at it and say, well, it is good defending from Alavesh, which brings me to the first takeaway uh, from that game, which is Alavesh's defense was very compact, was very disciplined, and... The thing with Alavesh is they are one of those teams that will try to push and provoke the opponent in a way that's legal. So they won't, they'll, they'll, obviously, they did get a red card. So that goes against the argument. But um, they were a side that knew how to defend. They had pretty much everyone back uh, and opted for the counter attacking football. It worked for Alavesh. Obviously, um, they put enough pressure on PK and Neto uh, to get the opener uh, not too late into the game. And it's one of those games where you really look at it and you think, could the game, ha- could Alavesh have won the game? I mean, they didn't look very threatening, but they definitely had the control they wanted to have. They didn't dominate possession. They didn't dominate shots, nor shots on target, but they did control the aspect of the game that they wanted to control. They they wanted to block Barcelona out the game. They converged a lot on Lionel Messi and Ansu Fati, not allowing them to do a whole lot. Dembele was practically not invisible, but you could see he was being limited in that game. And I think that's something to consider, considering that last game they had, uh, last game Barcelona had, Dembele was, well, before the Alaves game, Dembele looked really, really good. And he looked like a really solid player, looked like he's regained his confidence, which also was what, it what, that's the incentive for Ronald Koeman to start him again. And I think Koeman did the right thing uh, when it came to that. And I think right now the team is in a state where they are slowly rebuilding. It is a process, and obviously, there are parts of the team where you think we, you know, where, where you think that Barcelona do need to improve, um, whether that's in personnel or whether that's in the style that's being played. But I think 
considering the transfer market that just passed by, considering the ongoing pandemic, um, although I would have liked to see Barcelona play with a number nine, um, I think, I don't know if that would have helped a lot this game. Um, you know, the only real nine that Barcelona have right now is Martin Brathwaite. And when you put him on for the last 10 minutes or so, he's not going to be able to have as much as a, as much of an impact as he'd like to. I mean, he's a, he's a player with, who has a good mentality, knows how to make the runs in behind, knows how to, you know, play one twos with his teammates or how to hold, you know, he has good hold up play, knows how to keep the ball rolling. But when you ha- play it, when you play against a team like Alaves that just go at a low deep block, you can't do much, and you have to resort to other things, which is what I think Barcelona were missing. I think for that game, it seemed like they were trying to just find the last pass rather than just go for the shot, which Ronald Koeman also said at the press conference after the game. Um, you know, Barcelona have to be wary of not trying to walk the ball in because that's not always going to work. That's not going to work against every single opponent. Um, and against a team like Alaves, they needed more long shots. We saw Miralem Pjanic take some shots. We saw Terginio Dest take some shots. And I think that's what Barcelona need to do more. They looked confident. They really did. Uh, and, and Griezmann's confidence surely will, will have gone the right way after that goal that he scored. Um, but I think from what I've seen and heard, people were unhappy with the Barcelona performance. I don't think that that should be where the f- that I don't think that should be the focus. I don't think it was a bad performance per se. Uh, I think they did really really well, but they were also met by an Alavés team that knew how to defend and had wore their hearts on the sleeves and knew exactly what they needed to do. They were extremely disciplined. They blocked off central. They they blocked Barcelona off centrally and on both sides. Didn't allow them to do a whole lot. Alba was pretty much quiet because they they kept him quiet. They kept him in check, um, and maybe a bit too much in check considering that he got substituted. But I think overall, um, I don't think it was a bad game for Barcelona. If anything, I think there is there are a lot of positives to take from the game. Um, some of the positives to take from the game, which brings me to another of the, of the key takeaways I have from them, is. Ronald Koeman's substitutions. I think I think the substitutions that he had for that game, which has been a criticism from many people saying that he made the subs way too late, he's taken that and he's improved on it, at least the way I see it. In my book, I think he made all the right changes in that game. I don't think there is a whole lot he could have done differently. For me, I would have liked to see Ricky Puj play that game because although Alaves are somewhat of a physical team, they're not a Getafe. And there, I, I think he could have done well in that game. You know, I think the Barca maybe needed that player that can, that, that creative outlet, which they had in a De Jong, uh, which they had in, in Pjanic. But I think a player like Ricky Puj would be good because of how intelligent he is, those movements that he has on the ball, off the ball, creating space for his teammates, taking advantage of the space that's being created. I think that's something Barcelona would have benefited a lot from as a player like Ricky Puj. And I really hope that Ronald Koeman will see that Puj can be a very, very, very useful player for Barcelona if he is played in in his position and if he is played uh, consistently. Because that's what a player of his age needs right now is, is playing time. And 
obviously you look at the team and you look at the midfield and with a player like De Young able to play center back, it's it does make sense that you'd have someone to fill in for him in midfield if that happens because right now Barcelona's only defenders really are are Jared Piquet and Clement Langley, and that doesn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room, whether that's in defense or in goal or in uh, in midfield, because if you lose one of the defenders, you'd have to compensate, and you don't have any central backs to center backs to compensate, so you'd have to pull someone in from midfield. And De Young has played as a center back for Ajax before, and he did quite well, I think, in the game against Alavesh, although he wasn't tested as much. But I think overall, I think he did a good job. And I think Barcelona right now have the team, they have the squad, they have the right players to be able to play the style that Koeman is trying to get into the Barcelona team that he has in his hands now. But I also think that they he needs to make use of all the cards that he's got. He's got Carles Alenia, he has Ricky Puig, and he has you know players like Sergio Dest, who in my opinion should be starting over Sergio Roberto and then you could put Sergio Roberto in midfield that's another choice um uh, Mira for me has been excellent every time he's played and I think that's definitely something that will bring the team a lot of comfort knowing that even if Busquets does get suspended or injured or just needs a rest that Pjanic can fill in and step up and do that in such a good way that he did in his past two games that he's played he's been amazing and if Barcelona can make use of the talents that they have in midfield, continuing the growth of players like Trincao, Pedri, uh, Ansu Fati on the wings, Dembele, hopefully he'll be getting back into form, uh, making use of, of Griezmann and Brathwaite in roles that they would do well in. And I think Griezmann has really, he's slowly, I think he's slowly starting to get back to the level that we saw at Atletico. But obviously, being two different teams with two different playing styles, it's never easy to adapt. But I think he has done well, and I, I I do think that he can succeed in Barcelona. He has the tools; he just needs the confidence, and that's something he'll slowly be building up. Um, one thing I've also noticed is that you see that the team feels more positive. The fact that they're taking all the shots that they took that game against Alavés is something that shows you that they are a confident team. They're showing composure in defense, in some cases maybe a bit too much, um, but that happens. That's part of the game. And Alavesh, credit where credit is due, they, they had a really good game. They were solid in defense. Even though they allowed as many shots as they did, the shots didn't trouble the keeper as much. I believe it was 25 shots with nine on target. And... One of them was the free kick that was off the line, that was saved by the defender off the line. So they didn't trouble the keeper as much. And I think that's because of how well Alaves defended. They pushed, they forced them to take shots that they maybe shouldn't have taken. But they kept what they wanted. They kept the draw. They held out for the draw. Obviously, they would have wanted a win considering the early opener, but they would have wanted a draw at the end of the game, and they got it, and they celebrated, rightfully so. Um so I think for Alavesh, this game is a is is one of those games where they'll really feel like they it definitely helped them because it gave them a lot of confidence. It gave them that boost that they needed, being only a few points above relegation above the relegation zone of La Liga. Whereas for Barcelona, they would have wanted a win, but I think they also realize now that they have 
they're doing the right things. They just need to find that final touch as a shot rather than a pass. Um, because there are a lot of quality finishers in this in, in the Barcelona side. They just need to focus on that rather than focus on trying to pass it into the back of the net like they used to. Um, as for the upcoming game, and if you, again, if you have any questions, feel free to send them, and I will be answering them as we go on. I realize that 4 p.m. Central European time might not be the best time to stream because people are just getting off work or just getting off school or in some time zones they're just waking up. But I'm trying to find a time that works. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. And Fares says, hey, new trim. Yeah, had to get it. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, happy to see the interaction start. Hopefully, the idea behind the Driven Shot now is that I want to interact with you guys. I want you to interact with us. Because I realized that as we as Blogronogram grew, we lost some of you along the way. And we want to get that back. We want to get that feel back of that you feel that we're here, that you can interact with us. And that's why we have the podcast that we do where you can send in questions. We have this show that will be going on every Monday, um, live on all platforms. So no matter where you're watching from, you will should you should be able at least to send us some comments or some questions, whatever you may have, whatever that may be, and sort of try and, and, and rebuild this community. Um, is that that's that's pretty much the idea. And uh, I imagine that as this goes on, it's something that you guys will want to tune in more for and 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 kind of get this going. And Fada says, I'm all right, thanks. I'm happy to hear that. Um, so, yeah, no, for Barcelona's next game, they have Dinamo Kiev uh, in the UEFA Champions League. It is played this Wednesday at 9 p.m., and we will be commentating that live. So um, Logan Stanley and I will be commentating the game live, just like he was doing for the game between Barcelona Deportivo Alavés. And if you'd like to, if you'd like to listen to someone talk about the game, if you'd like to interact with other people who are watching the game, this is a way to do it. Just tune in, have the game going on on your TV, and be in the live chat. You know, well that way it's what we're trying to build is sort of like a, a feel of that you're watching it with other people because especially now during these confine during this confinement period during. COVID-19, you're not able to see as many people as you maybe would like to see. And what that does is it sort of forces people, for some people, forces them to watch the games on their own or not really have as much social interaction as they would like. And so hopefully this is our way to kind of compensate for that by being that outlet for you guys to at least being able to watch, feel like you're watching the game with other people, interacting with people, maybe getting to know someone, you know? Um, a lot of a lot of options on that front, but that's what we want to do. We want to be able to build this community, and we want to be able to bring you guys the best content, the high quality content, and focus on FC Barcelona. Whether that's the main, the first team, whether that's Barca B, or whether that's Barca Femini, that is our focus. And um, on that on that note, we actually have three podcasts. Um, this one used to be a podcast. It is not any. It's not a podcast right now. So for now, we have two podcasts in this live stream. Um, the two podcasts. One is in Spanish. It's called ADN Barça, and the other one is the Barça Talk Pod. They are available on your streaming on, on your favorite streaming platforms, and you can tune in uh, through Patreon. 
where depending on the amount of money you pay, you'll get a certain reward or rewards really is what it is. And if you'd like to support us, whether that's to get rewards or whether that's to support Blogonogram as an entity, feel free to do so. Um, the link is if you go to if you go to Blogonogram's Twitter and you go to the click uh, to the link in bio, it is there as the Patreon. It's also on the website on blogonogram.com. And if you'd like to copy yourself some nice merch, it's on blogonogram.com slash shop. So if you use the code called stream 10, that's S T R E A M T E N. You get 10% off. And this is exclusively for those of you that are listening here. So, um, Barcelona's next game is in the Champions League. Obviously, for the Champions League, they have had some struggles recently, admittedly, especially when they get to the latter stages of the tournament. I think what they will be focusing on this time is to is to not get complacent and just keep playing the way they are because right now, Barcelona are in a good state of mind. They're playing well, and although the goals might not allude to that, they 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 if you look at the game, if you analyze the game, they definitely have improved. And that's something they'll want to take with them to the next game. They have a lot of talented players in the squad that can make a difference. And I think that from Ronald Koeman's side for Wednesday, I think that we will be seeing some changes, not because the players that played against Alavesh did poorly, but because this is a chance to give the youngsters that reg- that sort of introduction to the team in a way that's not too sudden and not too drastic but introduce them gradually to the team, try and get them to mesh well in, um, to mesh well with the rest of the team and slowly build that feel about around the squad, that feel of unity, which is what they need at this time. And I, I think Barcelona, if they play their cards right, I could see them. I, I, I do imagine that they'll win the game against Dinamo Kiev, but they're not an easy opponent and Barcelona should not get complacent when it comes to that. But, and I don't think they will. I think the, the the mentality and the way they played against Alaves shows that they are in the right state of mind and they have the right mentality for the games they're going into. So if they just retain that, I think they can. I think they'll do fine on Wednesday. Adziverbe, ADSL. Wait, hold on. Yeah, ADSL Verbe. I'm sorry, I completely butchered your name there. Uh, asks from YouTube, what are your thoughts on Martin Brathwaite? He seems to have inside info. Is, Pars- is Barca the pension insurance you dreamed of? Um, I think he's a quality player. Um, you know, obviously he doesn't have the output of your Harry Kane or, you know, uh, you know, another like world class or elite level striker. But that's also because he hasn't played at many of the big clubs. I think for Barcelona, even though he might look like somewhat of an outcast, I don't think he's that at all. I think his mentality clearly shows that he deserves to be at Barcelona. He knows what it means to be at the club. And every time he's come into the he's come onto the pitch, he has shown that he he fights for the ball. He's shown that he fights to help the team, whether that's tracking back defensively. Even though he doesn't track all the way back to the to the to, to Barcelona's own box, but he does track back. He is a good presser both off and on the ball. He's good at hold, he has good hold up play and he has the right mentality. I think he has I think he can succeed in Barcelona. I think he's he was a good signing. Wasn't too expensive, only 18 million euros. The only thing that I think wasn't too good about that transfer is that Leganes weren't able to have a replacement signed at the same time. But I think I think he's a good signing. I really I really do, and I think he can succeed at Barcelona, and I think he will. 
He just needs to get consistent playing time rather than being introduced every 10, you know, in the last 10 minutes of the game, maybe introduce him in the last half hour or in the second half, depending on the scoreline to kind of give him that confidence and give him that belief, that feel of trust that, that Kuman actually shows him that, yeah, I do trust you. And that's why I'm playing you in 30 minutes rather than in just a, the last 10 minutes of a game that pretty much seems already set. So that's how I feel about Brathwaite. Um, Atharva Tenkar, hey, how you doing? He says, Omar, <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Nice to see you. Nice to see you on the stream. Uh, Barca Talk podcast, our friend uh, Gabriel from the Barca Talk podcast that is that actually has been released for this week. Goes out every Monday at noon. Do check it out. Asks, will Carlos Alenia get more playing time? I hope so. And I think he deserves it. I think for me, Ricky Puj and Carlos Alenia are two players that really, really do need to play. They offer something different, especially Puj especially offers something that I don't really think we have in, in any of the other Barcelona midfielders right now. Obviously, what he offers can be seen in players like Pedri or players like Ansu Fati, but it's still different because Puj offers it from midfield. He's a good presser of the ball. He's good at breaking the lines with his passes, has good vision, and ha is a very intelligent player. Even though he doesn't have the physique for it, I think that's something he is working on. And I think that's that's what he needs to add to his game. If he adds that to his game, in my book, if he continues the performances that he showed whenever he's played for Barcelona's first team, he should be a starter for sure. As for Alenia, I think he's a talented player. I think he's a. I think he can be a solid card to play for Barca. We saw him with Real Betis when he was on loan, did really well. Um, and I think if if he does get a chance, if he gets a proper chance, I think he can be a really good player for Barcelona. I genuinely do. Um, Marcos Berry asks, and Marcos Berry is our news aggregator. Uh, asks, Dinamo will have 13 first-team players out for the game, none of them with COVID. Yeah, I've seen, and I did address that earlier. Um, well, I didn't address this aspect in particular, but that's also definitely something. From what I've read, um, the game still will be continued because they have enough players to complete the – to meet the sufficient amount of players in the squad for the game. But it definitely is something. I think it's – I believe it's a handful, maybe like two or three players from the 13 first-team players um that are that are starters in the team so that's something to consider it will definitely hurt dinamo but i don't think that barcelona should go into this game or that fans should go into this game thinking yeah it's going to be a, a walk in the park for barcelona because i definitely don't think it is dinamo are a tough team to play against and um i think with this they'll feel like they have to prove a point so that's obviously some, something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt them on the pitch, considering that they don't have as many. They're missing out on these players. But at the same time, it might also give them an incentive to say, look, we still are a good team. And it's going to be a very interesting game, for sure. So on that note, I guess all that's left to say is thank you all for tuning in. Once again... We have merchandise on blogonogram.com slash shop. We've got polo shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got beanies, mugs, whatever you like. It's on there. Use code STREAM10. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-T-E-N for 10% off. It's right there, as you can see. And if you like to listen to podcasts or you'd like to listen to someone from within Blogonogram voice their opinions, you can go to the Blogonogram 
podcast network, which is up here. I'm still figuring out where to aim, but it's up here in the left corner. That's the logo. Um, if you go to blogonogram.com, click on podcasts, you'll get the links for all the podcasts and what they're about. Do check that out if you like to hear, if you like to listen to podcasts, or if you just like to hear our opinions. Um, final questions here. Uh, Fat from Fata says, and to be honest, to be fair to them, they have been pretty solid so far in the Champions League. Yeah, they have. They've had a good run so far. Uh, question about the brand: Have you considered going back to reporting the news in the tweets threat format? Yes, and that is not going to happen because we're happy with the way things are going right now, and we're hoping that hopefully by doing things like this, it will drive people both our audience and also potential audience to wanting to read what we have to say, what we have to report, even if it's a click away, even if you have to go to the website rather than just scroll through Twitter, we're hoping to give you an incentive to do so. And that click through ratio has improved a lot. And obviously we hope that that's going to keep going. But to answer your question, we're not going to revert to the tweets threat format because we're, we're very happy with how th- we're very happy with how things are going right now. And obviously thank you all for your continued support. Um, it's been amazing. It's been a really good journey so far, and it's only going to go up from here. Uh, if you missed it, I was live on behalf of Blogonogram yesterday on Barca's Live Match Center and on Barca TV Plus. So if you have Barca TV Plus, you can watch through that stream and you'll find me. Uh, if you have, well, you do have YouTube, so if you want to check out my cameo on there, it was shortly before the game started, so you can check that out. And um, final question from ADS Alverb says, about Braithwaite again, I mean, will he stay for the paycheck rather than leave for more game time if it turns out that this season he's not getting more than five minutes here and there? I think it's more complex than just that because the way you're painting it is sort of black and white, although I see that aspect of it. I think if he does get an offer for more playing time, I think it really depends on how much playing time he gets at Barcelona because he wants to succeed at Barcelona. He really does. He's he's He has his mindset. He could have moved to West Ham, as many, as many outlets reported in the summer, but as we confirmed through sources, he's staying in Barcelona. He wants to stay, and the club want him to stay. And I don't think that'll change anytime soon. Um, I do hope Kuman will introduce him more and more, and I think he will, but that's something that we want to – that's something that I at least hope to see. Uh, Fata says, wonderful. Good luck, man. You inspired a lot of people to start reporting, which led to people finding a whole new career path. And I hope you get where you want to be. Yeah, that's something that still overwhelms me, you know. Um, a lot of people – a good amount of people have sometimes hit me up saying, like, yeah, you've inspired me to do this and that, or the way you do things is inspiring or stuff like that. And it's it's very – it's motivating, but it's also very overwhelming because I didn't think I would get to that stage, especially not as quickly as I did. So to all of you that I've somehow inspired or motivated, I'm very happy to hear that, and I wish you all the best. And to everyone who's supported us along the way, whether you're not here anymore or whether you just joined or whether you've been here since day one, thank you thoroughly. Thank you wholeheartedly. The support is really appreciated, whether that's for me personally or whether that's for the Blogonogram brand or for the podcast network. It's very much appreciated. And hopefully we can bring the feel of us being with you guys back through this. So this will be going on. This, the Driven Shot live stream, will be going on every Monday at 4 p.m. Central European time. If that is due to change, it will be that will be said in advance. 
But the idea is that it will be going live every Monday, 4 p.m. Central European time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So wherever you may be, you can tune in. And if you would like to watch this and you somehow missed it because you had something to do, because that's life, you can always rewatch it. It's always going to be there. So that's that's how it is. I'm really happy that we're doing this, and I'm really happy with where Bloggernogram is headed, and I'm really happy with everyone's support. Thank you very much. And Madan says, love, bro. Love back. And on that note, thank you all for tuning in. And let's roll the outro by BN Sports. Phil Shane, thank you for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. My name is Phil Shane, and you've been listening to The Driven Shot, hosted by Omar Hawash and the Blaugranogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.